Oh, hey, how's it going? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. And before we get started, as always, I'd like to shout out to Royalty Nutrition. That's royaltynutrition.com. It is a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically use the cheapest ingredients possible while making their supplements to help you along your path to your fitness goals. Check them out. Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your entire order. I actually am going to get a resup here soon. Got all three flavors of Slay on the way. I'm very excited. My next shout out of the evening will be to Gorilla Gains. That's gorilla-gainswithaz.com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. Check them out. Use the discount code JAKE15. Saves you 50% on that order as well. <clears throat> Pardon me one second. Got some social medias to handle. Man, what a day. What a day. I'll get into it here just a little bit. Got to tell these folks on the uh, on the almighty Instagram that we are live. Talking about the Iron Sheik. No guests this evening, just me. <laughs> sorry, sorry for to uh, everybody that was expecting something elaborate, but DJ Swirl has some very important dad things to handle. So bare bones, just old Jakey Poo talking about life. So today was funky. Um, not just because, you know, obviously the main title of the show, The Iron Sheik Died, but, um, man, like, today was just funky. I went outside to uh, handle 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 some, some duck stuff, and um, the duck's scratched the shit out of me. Look at that. It tore me up. I was bleeding pretty good out of that one. And then uh, I stabbed the back of my head on the duck run. And then uh, Ruthie was begging for coffee. So I was making a I was making a, a pot of coffee out of the uh, the French press. I'm not going to give my three-year-old a, whole, a, a cup of coffee. Just stick with me. So as I'm putting the French press down, all of a sudden it explodes all over. And I burnt my, <laughs> burnt my stomach and my arm here. I can't I don't know if you can really see. Yeah, down over here. I made a huge mess all over the kitchen. 
So I'm pissed. That's three annoying injuries <laughs> in a row, like not detrimental, but like obnoxious in, uh, injuries. So I sit down and I just, oh, no way. I had like three people hit me up and be like, hey, man, the Iron Sheik's dead because they know how much of a big wrestling fan I am. And. uh, Yeah. um, I didn't want to believe it. (laughs) I mean. Obviously, the man, it was 81 years old and it was one of those things that's like it was going to happen. But it's like one of those things that you don't. I guess it's one of those things that that you should expect, but you don't expect it. And no, I don't care what he died of or whatever. Um, That's not what this is about. I want to get into what the Iron Sheik meant to me. What the Iron Sheik meant to me was not only was he a... uh, Not only was he a true immigrant's American story tale, but he was a story of just straight up perseverance. Um, For those of you who don't know, he was from a really small village in Iran. He got great at the uh, national sport, which is freestyle wrestling. And ended up working himself up to where he was uh, working at the palace for the Shah, who was the king, for those of you who don't know that. Iran has a pretty wild history. But, um, yeah, and then his hero that he wanted to be like was uh, politically executed, but not (coughs) acknowledged as a political execution kind of thing. So he's like, I got to get out of here. So he moved to the United States, um, got in with the American Olympic wrestling team, became a uh, assistant coach in the American Olympic team, got in contact with Fern Ganya, who was learning how to wrestle, was a part of, who was a referee, and like he drove the ring truck and set up the ring and broke down the ring and stuff before he really started getting into wrestling. And then when he first started wrestling, he was like this white mate, baby face like all American wrestler kind of guy, but he, you know, he was from Iran (laughs) and then he figured out that um, he could really start being a draw. If he was a shady bad man from Tehran, Iran. And he uh, was one of the best bad guys ever in the sport. And he worked and worked and worked and he got himself to the point where um, he was put in a match with Bob Bach, Bob Backlund, who, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's a, another extreme individual, but uh, um, he won the World Heavyweight Championship from Bob Backlund and was, to my knowledge, the first Iranian to be a world heavyweight champion in wrestling, which is in in professional wrestling, which is pretty cool. And 
then as we all know, the Iron Sheik is the reason why Hulkamania exists. Um, he he lost his belt to that Hollywood blonde jabroni Hulk Hogan, and thus started Hulkamania, which is the biggest thing to ever happen in professional wrestling. So that's uh, the Iron Sheik's fault. Now, what does this have to do with fitness and sobriety? And why is this bad guy one of my heroes? Well, his fall from the top and his fall from grace led to a lot of uh, drug and alcohol abuse. And then when the murder of his oldest daughter happened, um, and it got worse, as it, I believe it would for any father. And he, it was bad. It got really, really bad. And then his nephews came and pretty much verbally slapped that out of him and made him realize who he was and what he meant to people. And I'm sure he, he still really drank the cold beer bubbles from time to time, but uh, they got him off the uh, crack he was using. And he went on to become this huge internet sensation His Twitter account was the best account I followed for years because it didn't matter what it was or who it was about or what motivational saying it went and it usually always ended with go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he found a way to bring a smile to people's faces even after he physically couldn't do wrestling anymore. So he had a, I guess, a career resurgence and a redemption that um, not a lot of people get. So here you have this poor kid from Iran who scraped and crawled to make something out of himself in his home country. Who left because he was afraid of political persecution and getting killed himself. And then he moved to a whole different country that wasn't exactly friendly to Middle Eastern people from the beginning. Let's just call that what it is. And he became a world champion. Yeah, yeah, in a scripted sport or whatever, but still, you know, he was trusted enough to be the guy that was the face of a whole company and then create be the uh, the catalyst for really re wrestling as we know it today. If we're going to be real, so there's that. And then he had a big, big downfall tragedy. <laughs> then he still made something out of himself after all of it. That should give hope to really any addict 
just because you're screwing up now doesn't mean that all hope is gone. You can come back out of it. You can make something out of yourself and you can, uh, you can inspire millions to chase their dreams or whatever. Like, I'm not saying you will. I'm saying you can. The possibility exists. You know, like we've been doing this show for four years and we're not taking, we're not huge by any means yet. But, you know, if we help somebody along the way, that's the whole reason why we're doing this. And uh, I don't know, man. I always kind of wanted to be a figure like the Iron Sheik. I mean, obviously not Iranian. I'm not a pro wrestler. I wasn't even that good of a wrestler wrestler. <laughs> but something, somewhere, some way in my sobriety, if I can help somebody else get over that hump, I'd absolutely love to. Yeah. So rest in peace, cheeky baby, man. Wild. One day, one day when I grow up, one day when I grow up, I'll be like the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so anyway, um, like I touched on earlier, obviously this is a bare bones, not well-produced episode. DJ Swirl is on solo parent duty while mama has a break this evening. And that's just fine. We all need those from time to time, right? Parenting is a whole crazy aspect of life that I didn't even expect. You know, I, I didn't even expect to live to 35. Oh, by the way, my birthday was June 4th. So I'm 35 now. I made it. I'm like 10 to 12 years over where I thought I'd be still living and kicking. It's so cool, man. I got to, I didn't get to go, but uh, I had to handle stuff with the oldest. But seeing pictures and videos of my three-year-old at her first dance class, just loving it. And watching my two-year-old's personality develop. She's going to be a riot, man. She's going to be the kid that pulls pranks. It's just funny. And uh, my son is uh, how he communicates is ah, ah. so we do that back and forth to each other for a while all day. That's pretty rad. There's a lot of stuff going on that I still can't talk about, but I have the utmost faith that that will work out to the benefit of our household and our family. And once all that crap's done, I will. Drop all the dimes, all of them. Let's put it all out there. Cause it's been pretty nutsy over here. It is what it is. You know, I've been taking 
taking some time and really diving slow into um, really getting back in the groove of lifting and uh, shedding some weight. I'm hovering around 220, 225, depending on what's going on throughout the week. And uh, if I can get to 190, not only will I go get my balls clipped, because of my BMI will be at the acceptable range. But, you know, I'll, I'll be lean enough by then. I'll do a show. I'll go do a show. Why not? Why not? I'm 35. I can do the first set of masters now. And uh, why not, man? I miss bodybuilding. I don't think that uh, I will have the time throughout the day to do a prep how I'd like to do it. But I think I'll see it as an interesting challenge because I won't have all day to spend at the gym anymore. I have to find a way to get the work done while uh, while juggling my duties at home and with the kids and with work and the show. But I think that'd be good. I think that'd be great. Be an interesting lesson in patience. Speaking of bodybuilding, I read something today that is uh, very important for people to realize is uh, bodybuilding is definitely a first world sport because not only do you have the means to uh, purchase all the food and supplements necessarily to get you to where you are on stage and your tan and for your ladies, you know, your suits and your makeup and your hair. Not only do you have the means to buy all this stuff, but you are choosing to make yourself incredibly uncomfortable for an extended period of time for really, unless you're doing a national show one day, one day, one night, you're doing that for 10, 12, 14, 16 weeks, making yourself incredibly uncomfortable just for a day get up there and here I am. So, you know, I can't remember who said this post, but it's, you have to remind yourself that you chose, you chose that discomfort. It wasn't a discomfort forced upon you by life. It was, you chose it. And I think that'll help change your attitude about competing too. But yeah, I would, I want, to, I want to choose that again once stuff kind of settles, kind of settles down. But we shall see. We shall see. Where was I going? Where was I going? Maybe I'll... What else? What else can I update everybody on? Uh, the chickens are all still doing pretty good at the uh, 
the old chicken farm. Dogs are good. Ducks are good. Obviously. Kids are all great. I'm so lucky, man. I have kids that are all so healthy and smart and kind, caring, and, you know, beautiful. Like, it's wild. It's wild. I mean, they're assholes sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Because look at who their parents are. But, uh, yeah, man, for the most part, like, we... Like, other than like some typical, and maybe, yeah, for other some typical kid stuff, man. I we got such good kids. We got such good kids here at the house. It's wild. Who would have thunk it? So, um, yeah, man. That's all I got tonight. <laughs> Yeah, if you were expecting a whole hour of just me talking, I've got it. I hope everyone has a great night. Thank you so much for listening to the Sober Swirl podcast this evening. My name is Jake Howard, and for DJ Swirl, oh, no, God, I forgot. Listen, buy to buy. Buy to buy is where you, how does he put it? Oh, man. He's got such a good flow now. Buy to buy is a company here in the Valley in Arizona, where if you need something moved or put together into your new home or your new apartment or wherever, you hit them up. Things are moved safely, cleanly, and placed where you want them and or put together. It is ran by my man, Ryan Harvey, and he is the best at this. How do I know that? Because I have used him, I have used his services, and I've also done jobs with him. He is meticulous, he is clean, he is efficient. Probably the best movers I've ever seen the inside of and the outside of, hands down, especially out here in Arizona. So, buy2buy.com. If you're looking to do what we normally do, not this bare bones, stripped down stuff that I got going on here, Oh, pardon me. Go to buy to buy studios. If you're looking to uh, make content of your own, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with DJ Swirl doing all his stuff from the comfort of his home. And it's been really cool to watch all of this grow and things come about on it just because of how his mind works. He's truly the dude's rad. And I am Lucky to call him my friend and very lucky to have him produce this show. Anyway, I'm done. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Sober Soul Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. Good night, everybody. <laughs>